Ho ho hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode, we're getting back into the Christmas period, which I don't know how I feel about it this year, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really feel too festive last year and now I'm feeling the same. Now I know we are not even in December yet, but still, I I just don't have a good feeling about this Christmas and I don't know why. Anyway, we're talking today about a new Christmas movie that just came out on Apple TV+. Plus. It's an all singing, all dancing, like it's a very heavy musical and I wasn't really sure how much of a musical it would be, but this is a full-blown theatre piece of musicality. It's crazy. So we're talking about Spirited. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it. It's got Will Ferrell in it. It's directed by Sean Anders, who's done the Daddy's Home films and Instant Family and Horrible Bosses 2. So he's a very comedic director, but... There's not really any anything unique about his style, I'm not going to lie. Like If you watched all of his films, yes, you could tell it's done by the same person, but I can't really tell what it is that makes him stand out for being so unique, because he doesn't really have that, and that's not a bad thing. Right? Not all directors need a stamp, but his, his USP is definitely this comedic style. Then again, that's partly due to the writing, so I'm not really sure how the directing factors into it, but the directing of this movie is okay like it's actually not too bad the film itself in a nutshell i had fun with it i thought it was good i thought it was fine but it didn't wow me or it didn't blow me away that much and i just found myself writing down a lot of things as i was watching it so all i'm going to do for the rest of this review is talk about everything i've written down so basically this is a spiritual sequel ish it's a retelling but it's probably a spoiler me saying that it's a sequel actually to a christmas carol so we've all seen and we all know the story of A Christmas Carol with Scrooge getting visited by three spirits to change his ways and become a better person. That's exactly the same story here, only this time it gives us a different perspective of things. So we are made to believe that the spirits are actually working for this great big organisation that takes pride in changing people every single year. So it's almost like Arthur Christmas crossed with A Christmas Carol. So I kind of like the style they're going for, but then again... Everybody's saying how this is a unique take on a story we've seen time and time again, but I can still draw comparisons to the very same story, A Christmas Carol, and other things that, you know, take a different look at the Christmas miracle. So Fred Claus, Arthur Christmas, like similar movies, similar vibes of what we get from the the North Pole to an extent, because I don't know where the spirits are. Like it's never actually explained. Are they working for Santa? Are they working for their own company? Like I don't even know why I'm trying to think about this, but it doesn't really tell us at all who they are. It, we just, we're made to believe that, okay, Marley just set up this organization and he's got ghosts working for him that try and change people, but they've also got like almost elves. So the ghosts themselves have elves, which would imply this isn't the North Pole, but it kind of is. So it's a very similar basis and structure to how Santa would organize things, but Santa has nothing to do with this. It's got literally nothing to do with it at all. So I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's fine. Look, I'm saying this like it's a bad thing, but it's actually an all right movie. All right. It's directed fine. The writing. Yeah. OK, the writing isn't great, but the performances, I think they give it their all. I think everybody is uh, fine. <laughs> They're not exactly amazing. And some of them cannot sing, which kind of makes this musical a bit of a failure because you need people to actually be good singers. You need actors to actually have that talent and be able to carry a scene, carry a song. Because when this whole movie is singing and dancing, yes, it's funny that some of them are better than others, but 
I just found it a bit tiring and I found it a bit grating. So look, I'm not going to make a musical anytime soon because I can't sing for shit. But then again, it feels like nobody in this movie cares. And maybe that is what Christmas is about. Maybe that's what musicals are about. You don't need to be a good singer. You just need to have the desire and the lack of self-awareness to just go for it. And fair enough, this movie is very much just go for it. So I can respect it for that. I enjoyed it, but it feels a little bit long. It's just over two hours. The writing could be tweaked. It rehashed very similar things all the way through the movie. And the first couple of times it happens, yeah, that's pretty funny. Fifth and sixth time and however many more times it goes on, you're just like, what the hell? Why is it doing the same thing again and again? Like, we've had it once, just leave it. But anyway, let me get down to everything that I wrote down whilst watching this film. So, the first thing, I said the first song was great. I cannot remember it now, and that's the main thing I want to take away from this movie. The songs are very unmemorable, and it's kind of annoying because I love musicals. And sure, the feeling that I get whenever I watch a musical, like, I just watched Lyle Lyle Crocodile in cinemas the other day, and it's funny because the songs in both films are written by the same people, but I I felt ten times more engaged and into what Lyle Lyle Crocodile was selling. And maybe that is because it was a cinematic environment, but also the way that the the way the music, right, the way the sound design and the mixing is used to really just boom, power home a musical. I never felt it with this film. However, the start, the first song, it was performed very well. It's hugely eccentric and so outrageous, but it just kind of hooks you, right? It's just a very entertaining musical number, so I thought the first song was great. But then, yeah, it just kind of goes downhill from there. A joke about search history, why? Every single comedy movie nowadays has to have a joke about clearing my search history. Why? Just why? It's it's never been funny. Never once has that joke actually been funny, and yet they keep doing it again and again. Like, who is laughing at that sort of thing? Like, genuinely who? There's a tramp stamp joke as well. And then at this point, I'm thinking, what age rating is this? Because it feels very, very risque to be a 12, but apparently it is. So that was very surprising to me because it felt like it should have been a 15 at times. There's quite a bit of swearing and the swearing in songs too. So it's very strange 12 rated movie, but fair enough. Uh, Singing into a, what the hell have I written down here? A pit of tweets. Okay, yeah. Twitter, right. This was so funny because I think the day before, or I think the night before even, Twitter was potentially going to shut down and it was hilarious. Like I was just watching everybody go crazy on Twitter. It was chaos. And in this film, it very much relies on the modern day in terms of uh, social media and Twitter in particular. So there's a moment when Will Ferrell is singing. Not very well, but, you know, I like Will Ferrell singing because he doesn't care. He just goes for it. So... Yeah, that's basically what you're getting from this film. So it's kind of perfect casting right there. And I think Will Ferrell is good in it. I think he's actually very, very good. Ryan Reynolds is, uh, he's not his best, but I think he's been in worse. So I'll give him some credit for that. And I love Ryan Reynolds. He's all right, but it's just, it's the same performance. It's the same performance in everything. And I honestly thought, as I was watching this film, we need to see Ryan Reynolds do something completely different. Like, I love him and I love the brand that he's been able to create for himself, but I do think he needs something totally different to actually change people's perceptions on him, because everybody is thinking the same. Like, he's just doing the same joke over and over again. He's just Deadpool, but also in real life and across every single movie that he's in. So I think we need to see him in almost a really serious drama or something something different, like just anything different. And I know a musical is different because I don't think he's done one before, but 
eh, mm, no, still the same. Anyway, Will Ferrell is singing into this, like, chamber pit thing, similar to Dumbledore when he's got all those uh, memories in there, or dreams, whatever they were. And there's just tweets, right? Tweets keep scrolling across the screen because people are idiots and trolls and whatever, and yeah, it's, uh, hmm, no, I don't know about that. Dolly Parton, all right, so Dolly Parton, maybe spoiler alert, but they've got a load of statues for every single person they've helped over the years. Dolly Parton's one of them, so apparently she was a terrible person, but they managed to change her ways. Fun joke. Uh, very weird matching cuts. All right, so in the first Ryan Reynolds musical number, there's a cut, right? There's an edit when it's almost like TikTok have edited it, or somebody on TikTok has done it. Somebody's done it for TikTok, all right, because people try and do it all the time when... There's a shot of somebody and they want to cut so that it's the same shot but just either the outfit's changed or the location's changed to the person or the stance they're in is exactly the same but something changes about them and that happens midway through a song in this film which is really weird because it was such an obvious cut. I had to replay it because I thought have they taken a frame out there because it wasn't smooth it was just really jittery and noticeable how bad the edit was so I don't know what they were trying to do but it's almost like they've completely butchered trying to make it seem effortlessly smooth but it didn't work for me so I didn't like that and it took me out of the song they were singing I didn't really like that song anyway but once again that is just due to the unmemorable factors of this whole movie because I love musicals and I love being able to sing the songs outside of them or as soon as I finish watching it I'll want to sing the songs but I just cannot remember a single song from this film which sucks because I know the writers are very talented and, you know, the performers give it their all. And it feels as though this is the kind of movie that is going to make people sing Christmas songs again, like new Christmas songs or whatever they're singing about. But I just didn't feel that. I didn't feel anything from this movie when they were singing, which really is crazy because I'm a huge musical fan. But anyway, I don't care because there's a line in this, there's a joke that Will Ferrell says, and it's a classic Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds line it's just a cutaway gag when Ryan Reynolds is singing and Will Ferrell just goes he's so persuasive kind of makes you want to push an old lady down a flight of stairs what like what who has written this thinking that's funny like what that doesn't make any sense if somebody is persuasive sure but who is gonna say to somebody push an old lady down a flight of stairs and why is that funny anyway like that's not funny on its own that's not funny in context that joke makes no sense. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, offering opinions on things you don't understand. Yeah, it feels like everybody nowadays. Uh, that's one of the things, yeah. So when... Okay, I don't want to spoil it, but... There's a moment when a certain character wants to go back into the human world. And the ghost of Marley says to him, Now you can go off into the real world and offer your opinions on things you don't understand. Because, yeah, everybody does offer opinions on anything nowadays, right? I'm offering my opinions on a movie that nobody really cares about. I am part of the problem. I can understand that, but... It is so much worse when people are given thoughts and feelings on things that they don't care to understand it. So, like, a guy commenting on a woman's body, like, nobody gives a sh**. You have no right to talk about that in any particular way because it's not yours to control. So, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting woke movie, I'll give it that. Uh, kind of cool simulation past, okay, so the way that everything is designed, the way that they go into their memories and the ghost of Christmas past, the way they operate... I did think it was kind of cool. I think the concept is decent, the simulation is crafted well, and the editing for that part is actually pretty cool. I actually enjoyed it for the most part, but this was mainly to get to another scene, so, you know, it would kind of be... I don't know, it was, it was just transportive and transformative in terms of the actual set design was being changed, 
either through practical effects or CGI, whatever it was. So I thought those editing styles were great, but it's the editing within scenes I didn't think was too good. It was very choppy, very, very choppy. Uh, reference to the pandemic, we don't like that. Uh, Ample Severance. Yeah, this line got me because there's a show on Apple TV Plus called Severance, and I can't help but feel like the reason they said Ample Severance is to try and get people to think of Apple Severance. Yeah, maybe I'm looking too deeply into that, but the, the way he said Ample did not fit into what they were talking about, so that's why it got me thinking. Anyway, I'm looking too deep, I don't care. Uh, there's a gender reveal joke, typical Ryan Reynolds delivery. I can't remember what he says, something about... Um, you think I'm bad? Like, what about people who are racist? What about people who are terrorists? What about people who throw gender reveal parties? Great. Uh, Marley song slaps. Okay, yeah, there's one song that Marley sings, which I thought was actually pretty cool. I like the beats. I like the performance. But they just kept stopping. Right? And this is the problem I had with this film, with the musical numbers. Every single time somebody would start singing, they were self-aware that the music would start. And somebody would say to them, stop singing, just stop. So they'd cut. They'd stop singing midway through a song, which, fair enough, the first couple of times was entertaining, but that happened in, I think, every single song from that moment onwards, which was so weird to me because it seems like they like singing, but also they hate it. So what are they trying to represent here? Because you've got a massively theatrical musical at the centre of this film, but they don't like singing, and they just keep cutting people off. It's weird. So that song was good, but then when they stopped it, I think twice, maybe three times, three times, yeah, it was three times, that just got really tiring very, very quickly. Uh, more Twitter references. I thought that was pretty funny because it's just embarrassing now. Want to know what... Oh, um, want to know what Mankind really is? Read the comments below. Yeah, fair enough. That line was pretty accurate because the way to understand humanity is to read the comment section, but never read a comment section. I learned that the hard way, never do it. It's, it is the worst, it's the worst thing in the world. So yeah, fair enough, this film knows what it's leaning into at times, but it really does seem to be a massively bombastic musical at the same time as trying to be a social commentary piece that doesn't really work in either of those departments. So yeah, for me, it's not the perfect blend at all. Uh, there's a twist which I saw coming, I'm not gonna mention it, but I thought it was very obvious. I thought it was handled pretty well, but if you know the story of A Christmas Carol, and if you know where this film was going, which you should be able to tell from the opening number, it's very obvious what the twist is. Um, he posted that in the sixth grade, you butt crack. I cannot even remember who said that line, but it was not good. <laughs> Constant reference to not singing, yep, got that. Um, Buddy the Elf costume, of course there's a reference to Elf. Kid situation, dot dot dot, bit dark. I... I kind of want to say, but also I don't. All I will say is this, in loose terms, you know there's always that moment in a story like this, in A Christmas Carol, there's that one scene when Scrooge sees something that he doesn't like and that makes him change his ways. Whether it's Tiny Tim, whether... It, well, no, it's pretty much always Tiny Tim. And again, there's another Tiny Tim situation in this, but the way that it's handled is so dark. I really didn't like it at all. Like, it's really really crazy i i don't i don't know how to feel about it and i do want to say because i'm not doing a spoiler review just to say this one thing okay look if you don't want to hear it stop listening now but again i'm not spoiling it because it is just the tiny tim situation so there is a moment when ryan reynolds gets taken into the future to see what is yet to happen 
and the kid that he's had an impact in kind of ruining their life ends up uh, it's implied that they kill themselves and i could not believe that happened right when i saw that i was like what because there is no need for a movie like this to have such a dark turn like i know it's trying to deal with the social justice and yeah comment sections and bullying can lead to some dark places i've i've been there i've literally seen the worst of it and i have felt exactly the same as whatever this kid must have been going through but at the same time in a musical it's it's a goddamn musical and there's a kid that seemingly kills himself like it's so bad it's so dark i don't think it was necessary in the slightest so i really found that kind of off-putting and it just changed the whole film for me like that happened i think 90 minutes in and i couldn't believe it i actually stopped watching it and i finished it the next day because i just thought what the hell there's no need for that so yeah an interesting take on the tiny tim situation and fair enough maybe in context it does work but there is no need for it to happen like ever so that that was crazy and then the ending it took the easy ending i definitely feel as though there were two endings it could have gone for and it took the obvious one it took the very very predictable one and fair enough it kind of worked but there are still some plot holes to be discussed in that but i'm not going to talk about it here and is there going to be a sequel? I don't know. But all I kept thinking about is maybe they're setting up a sequel so that The Rock can come into it. Because I do feel like now that Ryan Reynolds has done this and he's been in a musical, we all know The Rock can sing because of Moana. So get them both in a musical next time. Because I can guarantee that's going to happen at some point. I can guarantee it. And the final thing I want to say, I've written down here, talk about the poster. Because you look at the poster and you've got Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds side by side doing a little dancing pose. Ryan Reynolds has a beard, and not once throughout this entire movie does he have facial hair. So that is the laziest marketing scheme in the world. They've just taken a generic picture of Ryan Reynolds because everybody knows he does look better with a beard. But in this movie, he never has it. I don't know if that's just a curse that he's got because every single time he doesn't have a beard. I don't think his movies are as good as they could have been because you look at The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard and you look at Free Guy, those are two movies that I didn't think were very good. He doesn't have a beard in those. Yeah, then again, Red Notice, he had a beard in that and that was shit. But anyway, I just think that's a shit movie. So the fact that Spirited and Apple have the audacity to make a poster that is completely libelous because he does not have a beard in this movie. Why have they done... It's so lazy. It's so, so lazy. This movie is very very lazy but also it tries to be so much bigger than it is it did entertain me for a bit and i i like musicals so of course and i you know i kind of like christmas movies but look there were times right at the very start i was thinking oh god make it stop please please make it stop because i can guarantee a lot of people will think the only thing worse than christmas movies are musicals and the only thing worse than musicals are Christmas musicals. So yeah, this movie is going to be a lot of people's nightmares. And the unfortunate thing is, even though it doesn't feel cheap, like there is definitely a budget here behind it, but it just feels forgettable. And it feels just like consumable content that isn't, it isn't going to change you. It's not going to become a tradition that you watch every Christmas. It's just, it's not going to be like Elf, right? Elf is definitely a tradition that you have to watch every Christmas, but even though this movie has moments when it tries to be as good as those films, it never quite reaches the same heights. So for me, Spirited is fine, it's enjoyable for the most part, but it just has a lackluster set of songs, 
bad writing and performances that could have been better. So ultimately, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about it. So go and watch it for yourself, possibly, because you're not going to be bored, bored. You're just going to be thinking, uh, okay, it's one of those films, is it? Right, I see. And yeah, I don't think... I, I just don't think I'm in the mood. I don't think I'm in the Christmas spirit just yet. But maybe in a month's time. I mean, I hope in a month's time, because it will be Christmas in pretty much a month. But we'll see. Anyway, Spirited is available now on Apple TV Plus and in select cinemas. I hope you enjoy, probably more than me, but I hope you enjoyed this review too. What is your favourite Christmas movie? Let's get into doing some more reviews for Christmas films, perhaps, because I know I did a lot last year, so I'm probably going to do the same this year. But until next time, I've been Kieran, this has been Spirited, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.